Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Greetings to all in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Pastor John from Gujarat. I would like to thank and appreciate Central West Region YP Department Director Pastor Benji Matthew also all the YP team members for the hard work and effort for the expansion of the kingdom of God through their services to the Lord also I want to thank the man of God Pastor Benson Mathai the overseer of Central West Region May God bless you and all the team members abundantly. Throughout this whole week, if God allows me, I'm going to share with you the topic Christian attitude, the attitude of a Christian. We might have heard that attitude is a mental or emotional entity that characterizes a person. Me and you many a times remember many people based on their attitude. You know, there are many people that we can never forget in life, not because they have done something good in our life or done something awkward, it's because of their attitude. So, attitude define the personality of a human. According to Winston Churchill, attitude is a small thing that makes a big difference. You know, there are three types of attitude as per the psychology. Number one, positive attitude. Number two, negative attitude. And number three, neutral attitude. The positive attitude people will always establish a positive mindset thinking only about the good things. Let me make it more clear. When we consider them with respect to others, a positive attitude person will always look for good in another person, no matter what they are, how bad they are, they will seek the goodness in other people. Probably we all might have seen many people who are eager to see the negative side of others. And they speak about negatives about others. They gossip around saying bad things about others. But a person who has a positive attitude will never comment about others negatively but they will try to find the positive, the good things that are in them. It's based upon a belief that God has never created anyone in the world without any goodness in them. Even let me be frank to you, God did not have created anyone without a single talent. We probably looking at a person and saying him, saying about him 
that he is not good enough in something but you know god has given every person a talent and that has to be discovered that has to be found out so remember a positive person will try to find the positive in others now with respect to themselves they have faced many hurdles in life many problems in life but when compared with others they will never remain idle they will never lose their hope as the word of god in psalms 18 verse 29 says for by you i can run upon a troop and by my god i can leap over a wall see david says i will not be feared i will not be trembled when i see a troop i will not be stuck when i see a wall in front of me but i will go against it i will run i will leap power this is what god wants from each and every one of us maybe the situations in the past the things that happened in the past could have made you idle but the word of god says in romans chapter 8 verse 28 and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him who has been called according to his purpose now these people might have done something wrong mistakes must have happened in their life but you know this positive attitude people they will not remain in the shackles of the mistakes rather they take a vow not to repeat that again i want to give you three words number 1 regret number 2 repent number 3 revoke when mistakes happen in our life have a regret feel shameful about the mistake about the sin that has been committed now when you regret do not be idle rather repent of your sin feel sorry for what you have done against god that's what Joseph said I would not do a sin that would be against my god I would not sin against my god when we sin that's an action against god so regret now repent and the third word is revoke cancel all the second chances take a vow not to repeat that mistakes again in life now let us go forward the second part is a negative attitude a person who has negative attitude is like a car or a vehicle with a flat tire you know you have the tire placed in the car at the right position but you can't go anywhere and for you to go somewhere you have to change it 
no matter what this type of people even though they have many good things in their life they do not find the goodness in them they always think and compare their life with others they regret about the lost chances opportunities and not only that these people always find negatives complaints about others when they do so two things happen anger in them arises you know in certain times there is actually no specific reason for being in anger they shout they fight against many but they don't know if there is actually any reason without a specific reason they do so because their mindset is set or confirmed with the negative let me tell you as there is a proverb anger is the biggest enemy so control it so as you are hearing this message let us turn away let us be confirmed to the mindset of Christ to the attitude of Christ for which we are being called now the last but not the least neutral attitude you know this is very common that we find everywhere commonly found if we ask them do you have any doubt about your future they would say i have no doubt as if it sounds like they have hope about their future but if you ask them okay now what's your hope about your future they would say i have no hope about my future so in the one side they have no doubt about the future on the other side even they have no hope about the future no doubt and no hope this is much similar to the message given as a letter to the church in laodicea i know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot i wish you were either one or the other so because you are lukewarm neither hot nor cold i am about to spit you out of my mouth so god says to the people to the church in laodicea that they are not stable they do not remain in any see this is what god hates the most they don't have a decision they are neither hot nor they are cold so let us change our attitude as what god says i rebuke and discipline whom i love here i am i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i will come in and eat with that person and they with me this happens when there is a change we take a decision to open the door to open the mind to submit ourselves for a change of attitude let us pray now father in heaven we pray sincerely let our attitude be changed 
let us have the mind and attitude of Christ as we know that we are the ones who represent Christ in this world enable us empower us to have the mind and attitude of Christ let your holy spirit guide each and every one of us in Jesus mighty name we ask amen god bless you see you tomorrow may god keep you all safe thank you god bless you praise the lord welcome to the church of god central west region ype podcasts praise the lord good morning to all of you once again i greet you all in the precious name of our lord and savior jesus christ this is pastor john from gujarat what a wonderful day we have i believe that everybody is safe wherever you are may god protect you take care of you this is my sincere prayer yesterday we were being thinking about the attitudes that a person should have there are three kinds of attitude positive negative and neutral attitude today we are going to discuss about an attitude called contentment you know as we have discussed yesterday attitude is the virtue that defines us that speak what we are with our attitude people gets who we are and what we are see when you get up from your bed what attitude do we have that will decide the whole day isn't it if you begin your day with prayer and thanksgiving your whole day will be beautiful many a times we experience that but if we begin our day with fight like if we are not happy in the morning while we get up if we have some sort of sad some sort of discontentment in our heart that whole day we won't be happy that whole day will be in vain we won't do anything like fruitful so today we are going to discuss about the attitude contentment and for a short meditation let us turn our attention to the book of philippians chapter 2 verse 14 and 14 to 15 do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of god without fault in a rapt and crooked generation then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life here the word of god tells us encourages us and informs us that whatever you do do without grumbling and arguing you know we see many people around us they do many things they do lot of steps they help people 
they give they provide they help in the need but that's not with a open heart but the word of god says this if you do something do with an open heart without grumbling without murmuring remember and the word of god says that you are the children of god in the crooked in the midst of a crooked generation so the word of god informs us that you represent the body of christ the church in this world in the midst of this rap generation and how you need to be whatever you do do as you are the child of god so that you will shine among them like stars in the sky so contentment is necessary in the life of a believer you know many a times we find people who are not satisfied they won't be satisfied with their family they won't be satisfied with what they have even they are not satisfied with their children they are not satisfied with the job even though they have built a house of their own interest with their own plan when they see some other house which are more beautiful than their house they feel discontent so the word of god says us or it imparts in us a message to be contented you know when we go through the landscape of old testament we see god delivered his people from the bondage of egyptian power and god assured them that i am going to lead you i will take care of you i will protect you and i will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey and i will bless you i will provide you god assured them and god's presence was with them as a cloud in the day and as a pillar of fire at night see when we hear all these things we would think that that what a privileged people these people are they might have thanked god in their evening prayer but you know what happened instead of thanking god instead of praising him giving him all the glory and honor they were complaining they were murmuring they gripped about what they have left behind in egypt see when we go through the word of god it is always a thing to be remembered in our mind is that it was unbearable for god to speak that his plan is foolish see god is wise god is omniscient he knows everything and it is not acceptable to god when we respond as that god's plan was foolish see they began to say that they were having a luxurious life in egypt when we go through the book of numbers chapter 11 verse 5 and 6 the verse says like this we remember the fish we ate 
in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. See, the people of God whom God has loved, whom God have protected, provided. Now these people say that God just providing them with manna. They don't have anything else. They don't have variety of food as they were having in Egypt. In Egypt, they were having all kinds of food. They were having cucumbers. They were having melons. I mean, leeks, onions, garlics, everything they had. But they now lack everything. They are now in scarcity. That's what they say to God. As if God has done a great mistake. But these people have forgotten why God decided to deliver them. When we read the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 and 8 there the Lord said to Moses I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. See, why God decided to deliver his people? Although it was a promise unto them, but God saw that the people were suffering. God saying to Moses, I have seen the misery of my people. So later on, these people say that they had everything. Their life was, they were enjoying their life. They had everything they wanted. There was nothing lacking. But these are the people who were crying because of their slave drivers. This was the people who were being pleading day and night to the Lord to rescue them. But now they say that that God has done injustice in their life. Dear brothers and sisters, many a times, like these people, we were discontented in our life. We have forgotten what God has done in our life. These people, they have, they have forsaken what God has done in their life, that God protected, God saved. So let's ask Sorry to God. Let's plead for mercy. Father, many a times we were living as unsatisfied heart. Discontent was in our heart. Forgive us. Help us to have satisfaction. Let us have that content in all the things we have. Whatever you have done in our life, that's great. That's marvelous. We thank you, Lord, and we praise your holy name. Give us a beautiful day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. May God bless you and keep you safe. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Glory be to God, what a wonderful morning we have.
I greet each and every one of you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior. Yesterday we were meditating on the attitude of a Christian having the heart of contentment. This morning we are going to look at the attitude of a child of God while he is going through troubles, persecutions and afflictions in life. So let's turn our attention to the scripture portion Acts chapter 16 verse 25 and 26. The word says about midnight Paul and Sheila's were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chain came loose. All of us know what is the context of these verses. Apostle Paul and Sheila's, they are now in the city of Philippi. And as they were moving on for prayer, there was a lady, a woman, she was having a spirit of divination in her. So she started screaming out, These are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim the word of salvation. And this continued each and every day. When Paul recognized the spirit in her is not the spirit of God but the spirit of evil, he rebuked the spirit inside her and at the same moment she was free. Her masters, when knowing that the way of earning is lost, they falsely accused them and taken them into prison. Now, they were locked up in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, they started praying, singing and worshipping God. Isn't it that amazing? See, when all the people, they are sleeping, when everybody is supposed to sleep, even though they have pain, in the body they are they have been suffered they neglected all the pain and they started praising and worshiping God at midnight when we go through the word of God Psalms 119.62 at midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws now again in Psalms 42 verse 8 by day the Lord directs his love at night his song is with me a prayer to the God of my life. See, enjoying or experiencing God's love at the day, the, the child of God, the man of God, or we are supposed to give him praise and glory and honor at night for all the things that God has given us and did for us on the daytime. Now, when we look at this context, we know that Paul and Sheila's, their body isn't okay to worship. As verse 23 and 24 says that they had been severely flogged. They were punished like anything. They are really tired. They must have been supposed to sleep. 
at this midnight but they prayed and started singing and praising god see we all do pray when we are in trouble when something bad happens we all pray like paul and silas did lord help us do a miracle redeem us take away my pain why am i in trouble lord all this suffer i take is because of your name so redeem me lord change the mind of the authorities in this manner we would all pray but what inspired me was that they were not just praying they prayed for some time but that session was not over by prayer alone after prayer they started to sing they started singing and that singing was eventually converted to praising worship glory be to god in the midst of all this pain suffering insult all the unusual things they have faced in life now instead of being reluctant to worship instead of ignoring god instead of murmuring instead of asking god the reason why they were being flogged they started to worship my dear brothers and sisters let me encourage you this morning let our time in the presence of god not just be a session of prayer alone but let it be a time of singing praising worshiping and i promise you you will see a supernatural miracle of god in your life many a times what was noticed was that our way of personal worship has been changed we just keep on listening we just keep on viewing rather than worshiping god in spirit you know in the pre corona time we used to clap our hands speak in other tongues but during this pandemic situation while we are worshiping god through the zoom facilities or facebook live we just keep on viewing we just keep on listening but my dear brothers and sisters let us worship god let us let us dance in the presence of god let us clap our hands let let us give glory and honor in all the way it is possible for us and you know when they did when such a praise and worship such a praise and worship was happened inside their quarantine in their lockdown in a prison you know what happened suddenly there was a great earthquake hallelujah why an earthquake i would say like this because that was the need there that was the need god will do a miracle as it is needed if you need a healing god will do a healing if like this people now they are in a prison in a prison now what was needed a earthquake that will shake the foundations of the of the prison an earthquake that will that will break the bondages that will destroy the chains i believe this morning as we are praising god as we are worshiping god 
a supernatural miracle of god is going to happen in our life amen hallelujah see i was thinking like this if they were reluctant to worship if they thought why did god has allowed such a, a situation to come in our life and if they ignored to worship god when would they have been released i put a question to all of you when would these two people will be released from their prison of course they will be released because god's purpose about them is over they will be released god will rescue them out of the prison but let me remind you let me encourage you they would have been released their deliverance would have been happened some day in the future but when they started worshiping god the deliverance happened at the same moment i would say suddenly not after the prayer was over not was not after the worship session was over but at the same time when they were in pain i mean they started worshiping god suddenly in the same moment in a matter of seconds the chains were loosened the foundation of the inner prison no the whole prison was shaked let us decide let us have an attitude to worship god in the midst of our trouble let us have an attitude of praising god in the midst of all the trials we face let us decide let us come closer to god let us praise him let us glorify our god and master at the time we face a failure in life let this be an attitude in our life see i believe like this why did god I mean did the did uh, did such a miracle at this moment you know why i believe it like this it was to attest the power of worship to all so brothers and sisters as you worship now at this moment when you face a problem in your job when your job is at stake are you ready to worship i believe suddenly god is going to do a miracle amen sisters I mean if you are facing a trouble in your health if you are going through some sick problem are you ready to give glory and worship God right now i believe suddenly god's hand is going to be manifested in your life amen I brother amen I do you face any problem as debt in your life money money problem business trouble in your life right now in the name of jesus I mean as you praise God as you worship God as you consider God greater and powerful than your trouble than your problems I believe the manifestation of the power of worship the manifestation of the power of God is going to be revealed right now in the name of Jesus hallelujah you know verse 23 to 40 I found somewhere it was titled as prison ministry i was praising god while i was amen reading that title amen you know why paul was arrested so that he will not preach the gospel again but the inner room of prison was converted or the time of being in prison was changed to a prison ministry let me declare in the name of jesus the time you feel that you are lost this time you feel that every there is no hope that these days these years 
are a waste in my life i declare in the name of jesus if you have an attitude of praising god worshiping god in the midst of your trouble i declare in the name of jesus your quarantine days will be a time of quarantine ministry yes you may be in lockdown you may be inside a closed room but receive it that this period of time is going to be a special one that you are going to do a special ministry than that you did in the past days would you submit your life in the hands of god would you pray father i believe that the attitude of prayer the attitude of worshiping god the attitude of praising god in the midst of troubles can do great miracles as we know our god is so big strong and mighty and there is nothing our god cannot do lord i thank you for this wonderful day blessing each and every one who have listened to this message help us to worship in spirit and in truth in jesus mighty name we pray amen may god bless you have a wonderful day stay safe praise the lord welcome to the church of god central west region ype podcasts praise the lord good morning everyone this is pastor john continuing with the podcast series on attitude yesterday we were meditating on the topic attitude of a christian in the midst of afflictions and persecutions today we are going to discuss about two attitudes we are going to compare two attitudes one a can do attitude versus a grasshopper attitude william james an american psychologist and philosopher said these words the greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind which means a person can be changed if his attitude is being changed we see many people always failing in life always they are lost they give up as they feel that they are not capable enough to do so they always say i cannot do let's remember when the words express when their actions express that they cannot do that's what the attitude which is originated inside their mind now if this person has to be changed from failure their attitude has to be changed the attitude of mind has to be changed we see apostle paul is writing this verse in the book of philippians chapter 4 verse 13 i can do all this through him who gives me strength these are not the words spoken out of arrogance but that's the faith inside the apostle that even though he is not good enough even though he is not able enough even though he don't have the strength he has the faith in god that his god will make him able and he can do all this 
through the Christ within him. This is what David says in Psalms 18:29. With your help I can advance against a troop. With my God I can leap over a wall. Let this be the attitude of a Christian. Let us have the attitude of can do. Yes, my dear brothers and sisters, many a times we have said, Lord, I cannot do. This is not possible by me. You know why we all say this? Because we don't have the confidence in the mighty power of our God. And that attitude is called us the grasshopper attitude. We see that in the book of Numbers chapter 13 verses 31 to 33. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had tied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Verse 33 There we saw the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. These people were discouraging everyone. They were saying, See, we felt we are like grasshoppers in our own sight, and even in their sight, we were like grasshoppers. Even after knowing that there is a promise of God, even after God's promises over them that God will lead them to the land where milk and honey is flowing, still they have confusion. Still they don't have faith in God. They are afraid of the giants they have seen there. Dear men and women of God, many a times God has said that he will lead us into freedom. God has given us the promise that He will bless us. He will provide us. He will take us to the land that He has promised us. He will help us to grow. But still, we don't have faith. We are confused. We start speaking negative out of our mouth. Not only we speak, but we bring others into discouragement. And all these we do because we don't have faith in God. We don't have faith in the power and His mighty authority. See why Paul says, I can do all things. It's not because that He is able enough. Not because His strength is so great. It's not because His physical uh, um, figure is good enough. But because He believed that His God is mighty. He believed that His God is robed in majesty and armed with strength. When we look at the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 4 onwards, we see a man, a giant man. His name is Goliath. Goliath along with the troop of Philistines, they are shouting against, speaking against the Lord God and his people. At this moment, the King Saul and all the army kept silent. They were speaking within themselves against those army, but they couldn't make a move. They were having the grasshopper attitude. They considered themselves as inferior. 
But when David heard Goliath shouting against the God of Israel and the people of God, he could not keep silent. He decided to fight against Goliath. Actually, when we compare Goliath and David, we can not imagine, we can't graph them both together. As about Goliath, it is said like this, his height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a viewer rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. Oh, he's really a giant man. But about David, even Saul says, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. Even when Goliath found that David was coming near to him to fight, he looked at the boy, he despised him. And he said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? But David says, I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. See, that means David says, yes, what all things you said, what all things all the Israelites and Philistines are, are thinking about is true. I am not that strong enough to fight against you. But this is not on the basis of my strength that I come against you. I come against you and I'm going to fight you by the power of God Almighty. Because I believe in the strength of God. I come up against you in the name, in the banner of my God. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, all those who hear me right now, let me declare this word to you this morning. If you are facing a trouble in your life, if you are going through certain circumstances that you feel that you cannot face that as you are inferior, that you are not capable enough, that you are not experienced in your life to, to have a fight against it, but declare to it right now in the name of Jesus that you are not coming against it by the banner of your family, by the banner of yourself, by the banner of an organization, but you are going to fight against it by the power, by the banner of Almighty God. Amen. No one in the Bible, no places we see that the people of God had victory by their power. They were victorious because they had the strong faith in the might and power of their Lord God. See, Moses was inferior to the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh. He did not go by his might, but he stood there, the banner of Almighty God of Israel. So you hear this message, that the faith in God increase in your life. Let's say a word of prayer. Lord, we ask you today that you help us improve our attitude to be more reflective of biblical values. We want to have an attitude of faith, boldness and passion and love for others. Change us, O oh Lord. Change our attitude. 
as we know as our attitude is changed our whole being is changed thank you for hearing our prayer in jesus name we ask amen thank you god bless you have a wonderful day amen praise the lord welcome to the church of god central west region ype podcasts good morning everyone welcome to the fifth day of our meditation on attitude now we are about to see the attitude of a church while being in the world let's move on to the book of revelation chapter 2 verse 9 there the word of god says i know your afflictions and your poverty yet you are rich This is the message of the Lord given to the church in Smyrna. So the Lord God says, you were actually in poverty, yet you are rich. Now as we go through the message of God to Laodicea, God says, you feel that or you think that you are rich, but actually you are poor. See the comparison of between the thinking of man the thinking of world and the thinking of god god's perspective and man's perspective is entirely different the world think the church in laodicea is rich but god says they are poor the world thinks the church in smyrna is poor but god says they are rich many a times we feel about ourselves the same we think we are blessed we think we are talented we think we are rich but god says you are not you know when god says something he won't be pampering he won't be hiding the facts he would openly say the place we have fallen amen when we look at the portion regarding David and Nathan Nathan openly speak to David pointing to him he said you are that man you are the man who committed that sin you are the man who has to be punished so he was a representative of God and God through Nathan openly saying that you are that person you think that you are good enough but God says you are not you are a sinner so dear brothers and sisters let us know what god feels about us let us know the heart of god about us and let us align ourselves to the will of god amen now as we study about laodicea we find that 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 city laodicea was a rich city so the church became rich similarly the city of smyrna was a rich city but the church in smyrna as the word says is in poverty is poor but how did that happen see both the churches are situated in the city in the rich city but one church is rich but the other church is poor you know why because there was a difference 
in upholding the values let me tell you church let me tell you all the youth we are in the midst of sinners we are in the sinful world but god wants us to be different a man we see around broken marriages but a christian family must uphold the values that are set by the word of god and churches we are in the midst of the world just like a boat in a sea even though the boat is in the sea the boat is in the ocean the water of the sea should not enter into the boat as the word of god says we live in the world but we are not of this world and when we have a separation the word of god says that you are rich yes i believe that god is pointing to each and every one of us and saying you are rich you might be thinking you are poor you don't have the talent you you might feel that you are not capable enough but god says i find you or i recognize you as valuable precious richer amen that's what we want to hear from god let the world say anything let the world expel you let the world disqualify you but if god is qualifying you if god considers you as great precious that's more than enough for us in this world let's go deeper to what actually is the difference we find here between the churches the church in lavodikya they adjusted with the world but the church in smyrna they were not ready to compromise to adjust their values with the world that's what the word of god says in chapter 3 verse 15 and 16 i know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot i wish you were either one or the other verse 16 so because you are lukewarm neither hot nor cold i am about to spit you out of my mouth says the lord so they are actually adjusting with the world compromising with the world that's why the word says lukewarm like they are neither cold nor they are hot but they are lukewarm compromising with the world and presenting themselves in church before god so god is asking for a character an attitude and we see that in chapter 2 verse 10 the last part be faithful even to the point of death and i will give you life as your victor's crown so faithfulness this is what god demands god says be faithful even to the point of death even if you want to lose your life even if you are about to die die but do not compromise with faithfulness you know why god says this because god have seen many people many beloved ones they began with faithfulness but they have gave up their faithfulness they have gave up their integrity so be faithful till the last point of your life you know there are many people many youngsters who think like this we will now enjoy our life in this beginning and later on at the end we will be faithful 
but remember we are not the one who decide our start and our end we do not know when our life ends and even if you have a long life span what if jesus is coming today or tomorrow me and you will be lost so better turn our way let us be richer in the sight of god than in the sight of the world amen now when church in smyrna wasn't ready to adjust with the world the verse 10 there we could see that the world hated and persecuted them the word says i tell you the devil will put some of you in prison to test you and you will suffer persecution for 10 days so we see here persecution suffering afflictions poverty everything all because they were not ready to compromise give up their faithfulness to the lord but dear brothers and sisters the world said they are poor the world said they are foolish but god said you are rich this is what the testimony we want to hear isn't it let the world forsake us even jesus said that the world will forsake you the book of john chapter 15 verse 19 jesus said if you were of the world the world would love you as its own but because you are not of the world but i choose you out of the world therefore the world hates you so as you follow jesus as you love god as you are being called as a child of god as you are separated keeping the holiness in you the world will despise you forsake you complain against you persecute you but do not lose your hope god is with you god says you are richer you are my child i am with you these are the words of god the world will take everything of yours and probably that might be the reason how the church in smyrna became poor when the world despised them they took everything of theirs and left them with nothing you know i have heard many of our forefathers saying they were born in rich families high class families but when they have accepted jesus christ as a savior and stood strong for god they were expelled from their own houses they were rejected by their own parents even husbands beloved ones everybody neglected them they were driven out of the house with nothing but they kept the faith they hold on jesus in their life and god saying you are rich yes in the sight of world you might be poor but god says as you have the attitude of faithfulness as your attitude in the world is different you are not compromising with the world god says you are richer how many of you feel glad to hear the word of god saying me and you are richer in the sight of god i'm not speaking about a financial rich i'm not speaking about the worldly riches but heavenly riches let us all submit our life before this word of god let us pray father in heaven we thank you we praise your holy name we love you god 
we are so privileged to be called to be known and seen in your sight as richer though the world call us foolish poor but in the sight of god we know we are precious thank you lord thank you for this privilege thank you for this position we give you all glory and honor in jesus name we pray amen thank you god bless you have a wonderful day amen praise the lord welcome to the church of god central west region ype podcasts praise the lord once again i humble myself before the throne of god as we are proceeding to the sixth day of our podcast on attitude i believe god's abundant blessings will be upon us to live in the way god want us to live for today's devotion let's focus on the scripture portion to the first epistle to the corinthians chapter 2 verse 2 for i have determined to know nothing among you except jesus christ and him crucified here we could see a very different approach of paul's ministry i want to stand among you i want to preach in the midst of you except about jesus christ and him crucified we know who apostle paul is he had every way to be boastful but he believed those things cannot make any change or bring any change in any person except the cross of jesus a man of god dr w a criswell pointed out that if people want to know about sports or any latest news they can read the paper or turn on the tv television but if you want to know about how to be right with god and if you want your sins to be forgiven go heaven then you need Paul's message Jesus Christ and him crucified so my brothers and sisters in Christ what all things we preach that cannot bring a change in any person but let us decide to have an attitude that Paul had to preach nothing else but the cross of Jesus Christ for he believed that there is power in the cross of Jesus that's what we see in the book of corinthians that paul says for those who believe the word of cross the message of cross is power many a times we are or many people are in darkness and they are cursing darkness without accepting the light without bringing light in their life they are just keep on cursing the darkness there is a chinese proverb that says like this it is better to light a candle than to curse the darkness yes my dear brothers and sisters jesus christ is the only solution his cross the message of cross is the only way for salvation and a way for heaven the light of the world and this is what paul says in the book of galatians chapter 6 verse 14 
may i never boast except in the cross of our lord jesus christ now it has become like a matter of pride in the life of paul he is boastful in nothing else in the world only on the cross of jesus as we study about paul we know that there were many things that paul could be proud of he could be boastful but he rejected he neglected everything in the book of philippians he says that i consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing christ jesus my lord and for his sake i have lost all things and i consider them as garbage that i may gain christ and found in him dear brothers and sisters let us take this as a decision in our life too even though paul knew many things he decided to know nothing let us decide too that even though we have known many things we know many things we have gained knowledge in many things let us decide we know nothing yeah that's what paul says for i have determined to know nothing that was a determination that was a decision of paul's life now his attitude in his message was different in his method was different and in his motive was different number 1 his message we know about paul's excellency of his speech and of his wisdom as a well educated rabbi he knew greek hebrew aramic and also latin he was trained at the feet of gamaliel he could hold his own in any argument nobody could win over him if paul wanted to show off his intellect he certainly knew how to do it but he rejected that intellectual ear appealing approach because he wanted he determined that his message should be about the cross of jesus i have heard about a story that was told by billy graham about a police officer on a night duty in the city of northern england as he was walking through the streets he saw a child crying as he was uh, going back to his home he lost his way the officer came near to the child he started naming different places and statues in the city to know where exactly is this child's house was at last the police officer asked about a church with a huge cross placed on top suddenly the boy got brightened up he said to take me near to that cross and if you take me near to that cross i can find my way back to my home after telling this story billy graham concluded that this is the mission of the church to bring people near to the cross and if the people if the world if the nations are brought near to the cross they will find their way back to heaven to god and to salvation let us see about paul's attitude in the method he used while preaching there was nervousness before every preaching in Paul's ministry no matter how many times me and you are preaching the word of god there should be always 
a sense of fear and trembling before we preach and you know why that nervousness is necessary for a minister before he ministers so that the message will be conveyed with seriousness yes we are conveying a message of seriousness as the message is about Christ and him crucified when we have this nervousness or that fear in our life we will receive the action of the holy spirit that will take our feeble human words and fill them with supernatural power when that happens lives will be radically changed we will see people all together moving towards christ regretting of their sins repenting of the sins and revoking every chances for the sins dear brothers and sisters let us adopt this method of sharing the word of god of sharing the message of the cross of jesus now next we see is what his attitude on his motive what was his attitude on motive his motive was to build faith by the power of god rather than to impress people about his wisdom many a times we have witnessed that the ministries that are being built upon human personalities will never last and have never lasted but the ministries and the word of god preached in the power of god always resulted in the life changing process that god does and even that's what that happened in the first century church that a tiny band of believers turned the world upside down even that is going to happen in this end time we are going to have an end time harvest as we are proceeding the word of god in the attitude that paul had of of preaching the message of christ and him crucified and sharing the word with nervousness as it is serious and having this one motive that by the power of god rather than wisdom the faith is builded up then we are going to experience the same manifestation that was found in the first century churches hallelujah remember only power of god can redeemed trapped one in sin and set him free only power of god can destroy the shackles in a person of alcohol addictions several other addictions and set him free and what is the power of god that's what paul says for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of god hallelujah let us all submit ourselves to the same attitude that we see in paul's life with respect to his ministry father in heaven we thank you and we praise you as we have heard a determination that paul had that he have determined to know nothing among everyone except jesus christ and him crucified Jesus let this be our attitude in message in method and in motive thank you for hearing our prayer
In Jesus' mighty name, we ask. Amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Church of God Central West Region YPE Podcasts. Praise the Lord. I praise and thank God for this wonderful opportunity to again share the word. As we have reached the last day of this podcast, I believe that God has spoken to all of you and it was a blessing. Today we are going to discuss about the attitude of Christ, his humble nature. Now let's turn our attention to the scripture portion, book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 and 6. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 and 6. The verse says like this. In your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Verse 6. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. As we all know this is one of the most beautiful passage in the whole bible if someone ask you about the nature of christ about the character or the attitude of christ this is the best part of the bible that explains what is the attitude of christ even though we see paul throughout the book of philippians he is trying to explain or put forward another theme of imitation but he is proving that jesus is the par excellence he is the only ideal person for all of us my dear brothers and sisters as you hear the word about the nature of christ the attitude of christ i pray that all of you along with me would be able to adapt this character this nature this attitude of christ in us throughout this passage we see or we get a message that christ gave he gave himself he have given himself but the nature of man is that he always want to get to receive but the nature the character of christ is that he gave he gave his life he gave his love he gave his last drop of blood and he gave himself as a servant to serve the whole world hallelujah what a wonderful savior we have now let us discuss about the humble nature of christ the the humility of christ which is being discussed throughout this passage number 1 we see his humble renunciation Next what we see here is his humble incarnation and third what we see here is his humble crucifixion let's talk about the first his humble renunciation his humble sacrifice the bible says who existing in the form of god verse number 6 the first part so what does paul says jesus is not someone who was originated formed or or began just an year back or some years back he was existing before 
he is proving the pre-existence of Jesus. We know as in those days all the Jews and the other people believed that Christ is a son of Joseph. Jesus is a son of Mary. He is a carpenter's son. So all thought about Christ a person who just born some years back who has an experience of just 33 years or 30 years. But Paul proves that his existence was not started 30 years back, 33 years back, but he was pre-existed. Praise the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, how many believe and how many proclaim this day that our Lord Jesus, he was in the beginning. He is in the beginning. When the world was created, when the heavens and the earth was created, he have laid the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. There is a department in the theology called ecclesiology that speaks about, teaches about the church history. And in AD 325, we read about the Council of Nicaea. And while that council was going on, there was a debate between two persons, Athanasius and Arius. Arius believed and he, he said that Jesus is the first and the greatest created being. When he put forward this ideology, Athanasius defended his faith and he proclaimed, No! Jesus is not the first and the greatest created being, but he is the creator and not the creation. Dear brothers and sisters, as throughout the history, we see many people offending our faith. But in this generation, we have the responsibility to boldly defend the glory of Christ, content for the person and the work of Christ. Praise the Lord. His humble renunciation is expressed even in the second half of that verse. The second part says, verse 6, He did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Dear brothers and sisters, Jesus had every chance to use his Godship for his own advantage. But he, he rejected that. He did not use that for his own advantage. Even that we would see in the book of Romans chapter 15 verse 3, Paul says, For Christ did not please himself. He could have done, he could have pleased himself. He could have used his rights, his blessings, his position as the king of glory. No, he did not use that. He lived a life of total humility. So Jesus displays the nature of giving. He gave. The fallen nature of man is to snatch, to take, to grasp. Praise the Lord. Let's compare between Adam and Christ. When we compare those two personalities, we see that Adam wanted to be like God. Satan told, have this fruit that you can be like God. He believed that. And she trying to be like God. So she is trying or they are trying to be like God. But we see Christ. He did not consider equality with God. He gave that Godship. 
that position he came down as a servant hallelujah now adam wanted to exalt himself isn't it he wanted to exalt his position but what we see in christ he was in the exalted position receiving all the glory honor praises and worship but we see jesus he humbled himself praise the lord he humbled himself a man now we also see that adam was discontent at being god's servant he was not happy to be at service to god but jesus he was in the form of god he took the form of a servant he was ready to serve he came down to serve not to be served and he was the feet of his disciples oh shall we all give glory and honor to jesus for his renunciation was totally humble now when speaking about his humble incarnation verse number 7 part a says like this instead he emptied himself he denied to hold on to his divine rights and privileges took the form of a slave part b of seventh verse we all know that in those times a slave was deprived of most basic rights but jesus he gave up his sovereign rights and he became a slave the sovereign creator took the form of a creation imagine if the disciples were asked to wash the feet of others what would have they said i believe they would have totally rejected they would have totally denied they would have said i belong to that family i belong to that caste and uh, my my status is higher in my society they would have denied totally but jesus here we see taking the the form of a slave the service of a slave let me repeat it once again his renunciation was humble and his incarnation was humble and the word of god says he taking the likeness of men brothers and sisters not a creation taking another creation shape but the creator himself took the form of a creation praise the lord now we see christ humble crucifixion he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death we all know christ had all the chances to escape the cross when peter took the sword what did christ said peter simon peter put your sword back if i have asked my father he would have sent angels and this plan or this crucifixion would have been aborted but here i am obedient obedient to the point of death taking the cross to save the whole mankind from the clutches of sin curse and evil dear brothers and sisters let us acknowledge the great physical agony of the cross the abandonment the shame the wrath of god which was unto the sinners that christ took and suffered 
let us praise Jesus let us praise God for this humble crucifixion for this for this agony that he has suffered for us prophet Isaiah says no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him he went to the cross taking up a place and the lord laid on him the iniquity of all of us shall we all close our eyes father in heaven we thank you and we praise your holy name jesus you have taken our iniquities our transgressions our curse our sins the wrath of god upon us the punishment of god upon us you have taken you took and you have given us your life we thank you lord help us to have that attitude of christ in us to live the way christ have lived in this world you have given us the par excellence when we see many ideal persons ideal people around us but we believe jesus you are the par excellence there is no one like jesus we admire we we bow down before your feet thank you thank you for redeeming us delivering us from the clutches of sins we give you all glory and honor father we thank you in jesus mighty name we pray amen thank you god bless all of you it was wonderful sharing the word of god in this week i express my sincere gratitude to the central west region overseer yp department yp president may god bless you prosper you empower you and take care of you in this pandemic situation thank you god bless you